Welcome all to our podcast brought to you by Mail Manager, the Outlook add-in created by Arup to help companies get control of their emails. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is Suba Adan, and today we're going to be talking about the skill sets needed to succeed in engineering. I'm very happy to announce that we're joined by best-selling author, TEDx speaker, trainer, and executive coach for civil engineers, ASC blogger, founder and president of the Engineering Management Institute, a man of many talents and achievements, Anthony Fasano. Hi, Anthony. Would you like to to introduce yourself and let our listeners know a bit about your background and the work that you're doing? Sure, sure. First of all, Super, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. I do have a background in engineering, as you mentioned. Um, I'm a licensed professional engineer, and I worked as a civil engineer until one day I, I made a change and I, and I made that change into the world of coaching and training because as a civil engineer, uh, like many engineers, I wanted to become a leader in the engineering company I worked for. I wanted to be a partner, an owner. And when I looked at the other leaders in our firm, I recognized that there was a pattern. In addition to their technical skill sets, they had really sound interpersonal skills. They could communicate effectively. They could build relationships to drive new business. They had leadership skills. They could delegate. They knew how to you know, motivate teams towards project goals. And so I decided to develop all of those skill sets. I took a lot of training courses. I read a lot of books. And my career started to take off. But one day my boss came up to me and said, Anthony, we really like what you're doing. Do you think you could go around to our other offices and provide training on the skill sets for the other engineering professionals? And so my first response was absolutely not. I'm not a trainer, I'm an engineer. <laughs> but after kind of kicking it around for a little while, I decided that I'm going to create a curriculum and give it a shot. And I did that. And essentially, two things happened. Number one, I really, I really loved it. I loved helping engineering professionals develop skills that were not often taught in school, but are highly impactful to our career growth and our, and our company's growth. And then secondly, and most importantly at the time, my company started seeing really good results, better team interactions, better client correspondence, just better project performance overall. And so at that time, I decided that this was something I wanted to do more regularly. So I enrolled in executive coaching school in the evenings, and I convinced my company to let me build a management and leadership training program within the company. And I worked on it with our HR director, conducted that for about a year or so. It went very well to the point where I kind of said to myself, if there's this many professionals struggling with these skills in one company, there's got to be thousands of them out there. So in 2009, I left my engineering career behind and I've been kind of traveling all over the US and beyond since then, providing training um, to engineering professionals. We do a lot of corporate training, uh, one-on-one training and coaching. And also what we do, uh, part of our business is content development. So we've created podcasts and videos that are totally free and out there. I've always felt that there was a lack of kind of professional development support for these types of skill sets for technical professionals. So really I've spent the last 10 years developing free content. And so that's a little bit about, you know, me and and, and what I'm doing and how I got here. Um, but again, I'm excited to be here on the podcast. Yeah, I mean I mean that's great. I mean we're we're really excited to have you here, Anthony. Um I mean I, I think a lot of those points that you touched upon in terms of the work that you do uh, with other engineers you know that that's something that we're definitely you know looking forward to to diving into uh, at some point in this in this podcast. But I'm sure I mean f- you know for our listeners, uh, I mean I'm sure they have their their pen and pads ready uh, to make note of of what you believe are the most important skills uh, as an engineer. You know that 
that an engineer needs to succeed, really. Um, could you sort of give us an insight as to what are the ones that, that straight away pop up into your head? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I think the biggest one, Subaru, is communication skills. People always tell engineers that you need to be good communicators. You need to work on your communication skills. What always frustrated me about that statement was that, you know, no one would ever tell them how to get better. And, you know, that's one of the kind of one of the things that inspired me to kind of create training programs or just podcast episodes that would give them some action steps that they could take to actually improve their communication skills. And the reason that communication skills are so critical, of course, in the world of engineering is because we work on project teams all the time. You know, whether you're a civil engineer, structural, an architect, a surveyor, a geologist, you're always going to be working with other people. And so if you can't communicate effectively, it's going to be hard to accomplish, you know, tasks on your projects. And another side of it is communication with the public or with people that are not technical professionals. That's a critical component for many in the AE industry, making presentations to the public, seeking funding from uh, stakeholders or politicians. Um, So, you know, the ability to communicate and speak effectively in a public speaking arena can be really, really critical to your success as an engineer. And so what I try to preach to people is to take steps every day to get better. And one of the things that I've recommended to probably hundreds, if not thousands of engineers through our podcast is to do things like join a Toastmasters group. Toastmasters is a wonderful nonprofit organization with a very inexpensive annual fee where you can sign up and you get training on how to become a better public speaker. You get up in front of a room of a supportive group of people and you speak on a regular basis. And that's really helpful in terms of developing your speaking skills and becoming more confident. And, you know, one of the things that I tell people all the time that's very important to understand is that being an effective public speaker and an effective communicator is not a skill that you're either born with or you're not. It's kind of like riding a bike. You know, everyone can learn how to do it. And the more you practice, the better you're going to get at it. And I know a lot of people don't believe that, but I'm the perfect example of that because when I left my engineering career and I wanted to do public speaking and training, I was an awful public speaker. I mean, I just spoke so fast. People couldn't understand what words I was saying. I just never did it before. And so I did join Toastmasters. I did do a lot of training on it and I got better. And now I've spoken you know, pretty much all over the world for thousands of engineers. And again, I say that just because people need to understand that that's not an excuse that I'm just not born as a good speaker. You have to develop the skills and you can do that. And the other thing that I'll offer in terms of communication, like day-to-day communication and conversations is one big aspect of communication I think that a lot of technical professionals forget about is the listening side of things. So when I say the word communication, I'm sure that the listeners, the first thing that comes to their mind is talking or speaking However, listening is really kind of half of communication. I mean, if someone's speaking, there has to be someone else listening. And if you don't listen effectively and take in all the information, especially in a world where there's a lot of technical details, you could be missing some critical components to successfully completing your project. So I would say, Subaru, that communication has to be you know, one of the foremost skills, and that, and that has a lot of layers to it, conversations, listening, public speaking. But I think if you work on those skills on a regular basis and put yourself in position, like by joining groups like a Toastmasters or signing up for courses, then it gives you some structure around developing those skills. 
no, definitely most understood. I mean, I have to say, Anthony, I think I'm probably guilty of being one of those people that that had, you know, thought you're either, you know, born with communicating well, or you you either have it or you don't. Basically, you know, and when I've previously thought in the past, okay, you know, how is this something that I could, you know, how is it something that I could improve? Kind of be difficult for me to kind of think that. But when you mention things such as public speaking, you know, speaking in front of a group, um, and just kind of practicing that over time, um, I could see actually the, the the benefits of it. I mean, from a you know engineering point of view and, and your clients, I'm, I'm sure that's something that you've uh, you've advised them to do before, and I'm sure many of them have actually gone ahead and, and take that taken that step. Um, what sort of? I mean, we often talk about how how you know how bad it is if we don't know how to communicate. Uh, but for those people that have actually taken your advice and have improved their communication, what sort of benefits uh, do, do you think that they would see in doing that? Yeah, so there's a tremendous amount of benefits that can be associated with you know better communication efforts. Um, one of them is just better relationships overall. I mean, when we communicate better with people, we can get along with people better. It can make our projects go much more smoothly. And that's to me, that's always been an important aspect of one's career for multiple reasons. One, I mean, you just want to generally get along with people that you work with um, just because, like I said, it's going to help you reach your end goal probably quicker and more efficiently, but also just from a career satisfaction standpoint, you know, if we're not able to be communicate clearly with people and get along with people, it's going to really diminish our enjoyment level in our careers, which I think is, is important. The other thing that I think benefits technical professionals, especially in this field, is that you will be in the minority of engineers and technical professionals if you really develop those communication skills. Because even though they're critically important, as I mentioned, a lot of technical professionals just don't take the time to develop them. They're not taught them in school. They don't seek extra training. Companies don't provide extra training. And so it will help you to stand out in your career and separate you from probably most of the industry, which is going to help you in terms of growing, you know, getting better job responsibilities, making more money, you know, finding and reaching new clients. There's a lot, a lot of benefits that can come out of it. And it really will differentiate you just because a lot of people do not take the time to go out and, and become an effective public speaker. I mean, even my wife, she's a civil engineer and you know, she's really fearful of speaking and she's working on that too, because there are opportunities for her at work to get up in front of people and present. And, you know, you're going to miss those opportunities if you're not developing your skill sets in, in this area. So I just think it's a huge opportunity, Suber, and I think that there are tons of benefits that can come out of it. Most definitely. And that, that's something I, I, you know, definitely have to agree with. I mean, even when speaking about this, where we're talking about skills you know, that, that engineers need to, to succeed in the industry. But I could very much well see how this would benefit those in, in the construction industry, the, the architectural industry, um, and, and mainly actually just pretty much a lot of other industries. So that's really good advice there, uh, Anthony. I know for, for myself, certainly, I might actually go ahead and uh, take those steps <laughs> and see if, uh, see if yeah, that, that could help me in any way. I mean, you know, reading up on, you know, some of your work, I mean, there was um, three sort of, if I'm correct, it's, it's three sort of skills that you've mentioned uh, previously about, you know, engineers. And if they, if they have this, then that's another thing that would help towards their success. Could you tell us a bit about that, please? Sure. So, I mean, I think that, you know, everyone's different in terms of 
what skill sets they should be working on depending on, you know, the industry that they're in, depending on the, you know, depending on what type of work that they do. But I do think that there are three specific skills and we tend to call them the trilogy here at EMI. One, number one is your technical skills, right? Every engineering professional needs to have technical skills. I mean, you go to school to get technical skills and knowledge. When usually when you start your engineering career, you are thrust into the technical aspects of the work you do, meaning calculations, site inspections, reports, and that's kind of a critical component of one's career. Then there's two other components that also really need to be taken seriously. And one of them is project management. So, you know, you're working in your career, you're learning how to do, for example, I'll say stormwater, since that's what I did. You're learning all about stormwater and drainage. You're learning how to do reports and analyze sites. Then all of a sudden, one day, your boss is going to come, come to you and say, listen, you're doing a great job. We have a small project. We want you to manage that project meaning we want you to do the technical stuff. We, all, we, want, we also want you to coordinate with the client and the other consultants. This is going to be like your project to manage. So that's a big step for an engineer in their career. But that also requires a different set of skills, meaning you have to be aware of project scope, understanding all the aspects in the project and what your company has been retained to work on, because you don't want to do work outside of that scope. You have to be aware of how to schedule a project effectively. So you're meeting your clients' deadlines. If there are town or agency's deadlines that you need to meet, you need to be aware of how to do that. And then the other part of project management is cost, depending on how involved your company has you in the cost estimating process or making sure that the project stays on budget. Scope, schedule, and cost are critical components of project management skills. So you're going to need those technical skills, then you're going to start using your project management skills. And then lastly, and certainly not least, is as you grow as a project manager, you're going to have to deal with more people, whether it's more people on the projects you're managing, or you start to manage a number of people there or a number of project managers as you grow. And that's the whole people skills component of this trilogy, where you get involved with communication like we spoke about earlier. You have to you know, learn how to delegate effectively to people so they understand what you want them to do. And you need to be really clear in getting that across to them. You have to deal with conflict resolution if there's a conflict that arises between the client and other team members. So really, in order to be a successful engineering leader, you need to have a technical foundation. You need to understand how to manage projects, scope, schedule, budget, but then also, which is the one that people don't focus on for some reason, they, for, they focus on at the least, is the people management side of engineering projects. There are so many people involved, like I said earlier, from colleagues, from other consultants, from your client, from the public or public agency meetings, or you're working with people at agencies to get approvals. So if you just kind of follow that recipe of focusing on those three kind of aspects of your career growth, you'll be in very good shape. And a lot of good engineering companies out there will provide training in those areas, but not all of them do. You know, that, that depends on sometimes the size of the company, their training budgets. And so that's something to be aware of. But I will say that if you focus on your technical skills early in your career, then start to get into your project management skill development and people skill development, you'll have a successful career. 
No, most definitely. I mean, I think uh, a lot of the engineers that, that we speak to would primarily focus on on the first two that you mentioned there being uh, the, the technical and being the project management. I mean, for those companies or for those individuals that don't have the opportunity to have training on, say, the, the people management side of things, I mean, is there anything that you could you would recommend for them, uh, you know, steps that they could take to, to improve that aspect? I mean, I think you improve people skills by, you know, kind of working with people. I mean, it sounds, you know, it's a little bit like a catch-22. The only way you can improve sometimes is to interact. And so I would, I would highly recommend that as an engineering professional, that you look or you volunteer for opportunities where you get the chance to interact with people. For example, if you belong to a professional association, you can volunteer to be on a committee, which means you'll be able to lead a small committee of people and you're going to interact with people and you're going to get to know one another better. I recently did an interview on our podcast, the Civil Engineering Podcast, where I interviewed three engineers together that work on um, the Infrastructure Report Card Committee, which is an ASCE initiative down in, in Texas in the US. And it's a really impressive technical committee and technical project that they work on. But what I noticed in the interview is that you know they just really had good camaraderie. They had built good relationships together through this volunteer work. And so I'm sure that their people skills are benefiting, their relationship building skills are benefiting. So you need to really look for ways that you can put yourself out there and develop these skills. And I know sometimes it's difficult for us as engineers because we may feel like we're introverts and we're not you know, great at conversational skills, but these are things that I still believe that can be learned and you can still be effective at networking even if you are an introvert. So I think for the people management side of things, you need to practice. And like we have a course on people skills for engineers. And one of the things that we do is we try to give people very actionable, small steps that they can do to take, to make progress in these areas. So if you think you're going to become better at public speaking, don't think you're going to get up in front of a, you know, a thousand person audience in two weeks and do a speech or not. You're going to have to start small. You're going to have to consistently work towards getting better. Even if you start by just doing a, a presentation for a couple of people in your company at lunch one day. That's a great goal to work towards over the first few months. So I think really what it comes down to, Suber, is taking action if you want to become better at interacting with people. And that means putting yourself in situations where you have the ability to interact with people you know, on a regular basis. I think that that's the best way really to develop these skills. No, understood. I mean, I mean, thanks for for that insight, Denny. I mean, I think it would make a lot of our, our listeners um, feel very comfortable in the fact that you said, you know, things... You know, you can do it gradually. I guess um, when you think about change and when you think about a, a, a big change, it could at times make a, a person feel uncomfortable or, or necessarily they, they may not take that step. So, yeah, just speaking on things, you know, not having to change overnight, but, you know, doing it gradually. I think a lot of people would, would find comfort in knowing that and also just, I guess, taking steps. I mean, I think, uh, I think it's great that we, we've spoken about the, I guess, the, the successful traits or skills that an individual would, would need to have. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will, you know, have, would have benefited uh, from this conversation here. But one thing that I do want to kind of just, just put out to you really is for those people that have made notes of this and said, look, you know, I can improve X, Y, and Z. I uh, would also like to ask you, Anthony, is there any sort of, uh, I guess, bad traits or bad skills that a person could have that they would need to also uh, address and, and see if they can kind of kick that that habit or that trait? Sure. So before I go there, one thing I want to reinforce from what you just said was I, I always tell engineering professionals that if they're not uncomfortable in their career, then they're not growing in their career. 
So if you keep doing the same things that you're comfortable with, then you're not going to become a better speaker. If you don't put yourself on stage where you're uncomfortable, you're not going to be able to you know, develop those skills. So I think that's something to keep in mind for everybody out there. If you're going through your career and it seems easy all the time, you're probably not pushing yourself to develop some of the skills that you need. So that's something that, that is important, I think, to keep in mind. In terms of you know pitfalls that people are you know tend to struggle with in terms of skill building and career development, I think one of the biggest things that I've noticed, this is also a lot from my own personal experience, is the way that we handle adversity is a, a real area for opportunity for people. And this is one of the aspects of our, of our training course that we focus on with, with engineering leaders, which is from I, what I've seen is that great leaders, not just in engineering, but you know whether it's religious leaders, political leaders, government, is that they take problems and they can turn them into opportunities. And I think we need to remain kind of optimistic. And when we were faced with a challenging situation in our career on a project, we need to look at it and we need to say, you know, where's the opportunity in this situation? You know, or how can I spin this around into a positive for our project or for our client? And I think if we take that approach, what happens, you know, a lot of the times is we can then take something and use it effectively and leverage it as opposed to feeling handcuffed by it, which then often creates inaction. And and that's that's always very challenging. And, and there's a story that I, I tell about this when I do our training, which is when I was practicing as an engineer and preparing to go out on my own and start the business, coaching and training business, I got an interview with an engineering company and my hope was to do coaching and training for them. They were a big engineering company. And I sat down with the HR director and I was explaining what I, how I thought I can help. Here are all the things I can do to help your managers become better leaders. And she kept telling me like, ah, we don't need coaching. We already have that. We don't need this training. We already have that. And so I went out to the parking lot and you know, I think the general typical reaction might've been to be really upset and kind of be kind of dejected. But instead I, I kind of thought to myself, how can I find some opportunity here? And what I thought was, you know what, maybe instead of focusing on the large companies that have a lot of these programs, I need to focus on smaller companies. And so I drove back to my office and I called uh, a woman that I had met recently who worked for a smaller engineering company, explained to her what I was trying to do and asked her if she thought I could help. And she said, you know what, actually, we just acquired a small company. We could really use some help transitioning them in. I think that you know we might you might be able to help us. So I ended up getting a meeting with her and her CEO, and I ended up getting a, a large coaching contract, which gave me the ability to start this company ten years ago. And I kind of haven't looked back since. So, and that's something that I've cultivated over the years is just having that mindset of. You know, when things approach you, they may not look good, but there may be opportunities there. But the way that you look at them is important. And I think that that's a major pitfall because when you, if you face adversity in your career and you kind of let it beat you or you let it create inaction, you may become stagnant. Whereas if you stay innovative and creative and look for opportunities in it, I find that people with that mindset are much more successful typically in the long term. I mean, that was, uh, I think that was great advice there, um, Anthony really great advice i mean I, I think for you know for our listeners i think there's a lot that could be picked up here today and we're really grateful actually that you've uh, you know set some time aside to, to have a conversation with us one thing i would love anthony just to kind of summarize here i'd love for our listeners to go away with some actionable tips uh, maybe some things that they could start by doing today or in the near future you know, is, is there anything that you would recommend, even if mentioned before and, you know, earlier on in the conversation, but, but what would you recommend for people to kind of pick up right away? Yeah. So I think 
if there was one thing that you could do, I always tell engineers that if there's one skill set you could focus on in your career, it would be public speaking. And the reason I say that, Subaru, is because you could try to learn all these different skill sets. Um, you know, I want to be a better communicator. I want to build relationships better. You know, I want to do all these things better. But what I found is that the underlying kind of ability that you need or the characteristic that you need to develop any of these skills and be successful is confidence. And you need to build confidence because if you lack confidence in any way, it doesn't matter how skilled you are in different areas. And so by becoming a more effective public speaker and by putting yourself in front of a room consistently, even if it's virtually, that helps you build confidence. And that can affect you in every aspect of your career and your life. So my recommendation is that if you do want to start making a a positive change in terms of some of your skill sets and your leadership abilities, volunteer to be a speaker, whether that means speaking for kids, when that's possible, meaning on STEM initiatives, whether that means, you know, it could be any area of your life. You, I tell people this, you could go to your church and be, you know, and read. You could, if you have kids, you can coach, coach their teams, like any way that you can get up in front of people and speak, it's going to help you to build your confidence. And then confidence is kind of like that underlying characteristic that can even help you to compensate if you're not the most skilled individual in a certain area, but you're confident enough that you can push through it. You can find people to help you. And the engineers that I know that are confident are the ones that tend to become great leaders, even if some of their skill sets are a little bit deficient than others. So that's that's kind of how what I would recommend going away is if you want one skill to focus on that's going to help you in all areas of career and life, it definitely, in my opinion, is the public speaking side of it for that reason. I mean, I think that is, uh, you know, Anthony, your I guess your record speaks for itself and the work that you've done uh, speaks for itself. And I'm very sure that our listeners, you know, if implemented, you know, the, the things that you've mentioned here today uh, could benefit as many of your clients have, uh, you know, kind of conscious of the time here, Anthony, I just want to say, you know, that would be us for today. Uh, so thank you very much uh, for taking the time to have a conversation with me and our listeners. This on top of your, your really busy day, and we're really appreciative. I mean, we'll, we'll be putting Anthony's information under the recording here so you can reach out to him, have a conversation. Uh, and to our listeners, thanks very much for tuning into our podcast again, which is brought to you by Arab's Mail Manager. Please tune in for future episodes. We release them every week. Have a good one.